Welcome to the Couchnap Podcast. Hi, welcome to Tim's Weekly Playlist, the podcast where I make a playlist. I'm joined by Amy this week. Hello. Hi. You good? Yes. Yes. I've been looking forward to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think we mentioned on last week's episode that we were going to see Jade Bird. Mm-hmm. And that she was supported by Rusty Clanton. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that you are a massive fanboy. <laughs> Why? Um, but yeah, the... The fun that was had last week at that gig is on the podcast. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Just the usual stuff. I'll only be playing the tracks that I've got permission from the artist or label to play. Um, The playlist will go onto my Apple Music profile, Tim Pow, once the episode's gone up. What I have realised just today is that from episode 12, so this is episode 18, from episode 12 until now, had not gone on to my Apple Music profile. Yeah, you're not very good at that. So, we're recording this the day before this episode's out. So, everything up to 17 is now available. And I'll really do my best to remember to make 18 available tomorrow. Because I really want people to listen to this playlist. Because this is this is a good one. Yeah. Um... So as well as being in whatever podcast place you normally listen to, you can find it on couchnap.com. On the website, we'll have webs. There's like podcast extras, so you can see like all of the playlists we've ever had, um, and there's some other music and things on there as well. Uh, so you can contact us by email at timsweeklyplaylist@gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram and even Facebook. Indeed. Yeah. Um, cool. I put a little bit more on the the Facebook thing. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it seems pretty good. It seems a good way mm. to to interact with the bands and stuff as well. It's yeah. quite useful. I'm getting down with the youth. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm beyond that. Yeah. Okay, let's get to this. Let's do it. So last week, we went to see Jade Bird, mm-hmm. and the opening act for Jade Bird was Rusty Clanton. So I like Rusty Clanton's music a really? lot. Really? Do you? Well, you do as well. I do. I like it very much. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fanboy. <laughs> why? Um, so I had been in touch with him beforehand and asked if we could meet up to get this interview, knowing that he'd be busy with the gig and he'd he'd have a lot on. But he was so cool. Like he, he got back in touch on the day and he had arrived at the venue a bit later and then he met me about 15-20 minutes before he went on stage. And he was like, do you want to chat somewhere? I was like, no, you're you're on stage in 20 minutes. Go. <laughs> Go be on stage. Please, please. Um, so he was like, right, we'll meet back here afterwards and we'll chat. And we did that. He came back and he sat down and had a really like open, honest chat about his music with us. And so the interview you're about to hear was recorded in King Tut's, like in the bar at yeah, King Tut's. It's quite noisy. So there's a lot going on in the background, but the audio is clear enough. You can hear what's going on. But what I'm going to do is play the song that we're talking about first. Uh, so we had just seen him play his set when we went downstairs and then met him after his set. And he opened with this song called Friends and Family. 
which came out the day after we saw him. So this was the first time we had heard the song. So I'm going to play Friends and Family, then it's going to be the interview with Rusty. Here you go. So I'm with Rusty Clanton now, we've just listened to his new song and I've just seen him play it live, so that was awesome. How'd you like it? I absolutely loved it. So how are you enjoying the UK tour? I love it so much. It's such a dream. Um, it's hard to get over here. I was I was kind of stuck in um, California for a month or so recording some stuff and um, just got off a tour and I, I didn't know I'd be doing this two months ago and entered into a dialogue with Jade's people and um, just somehow miracle happened and I was able to come open up for her and it's been a dream it's great that's awesome we got tickets to see Jade's quite a while ago oh, cool. and then she announced that you were touring and I was delighted at this I've, I've been cool. listening to your music for quite a while um, we you probably don't remember this we very briefly met when you were in uh, Edinburgh oh cool uh, I'm on, so sorry no 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 Did I play or was it 
Was that at the Bry Show? It was the Bry Show. Okay, cool. I think so. It was like it was like two seconds. Uh, and if you had remembered, you wouldn't have been okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I tried to like buy you a drink. I was pro- I probably had a few pints. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was just very excited. I was so excited. So I'm really happy to actually speak to you now. This is this is awesome. Um, so you've just you, you've just released a new song. Uh-huh. So it's like three hours from now that it comes out. Yeah. Well, as of right now, it's in two hours in the future. So right. future us. I hope that. It, everyone likes it. <laughs> Tell us about about it. What does it? What's it about to you? Um, it's called Friends and Family. Um, I feel like that song to me, it's it's really personal and it's very. I think people who like my music, they. I, I feel like they listen to it because it's pretty personal and um, intimate, and I feel like this one is the most intimate. Even the way we recorded it, we. We recorded it outside on a little field recorder and um, added just a couple tracks to it. And the lyrically, I feel like it's about like self-reflection and it's about it's about looking back in in time and seeing your growth encapsulated and being amazed at the fortitude of your friends and family and that they're that they stuck around for you stumbling around in the dark and learning and and um, just the idea that you know. You'd understand, part of the lyrics says, you'll, I'd understand if they'd all have left me, but still, like, what a thrill it is to hear all of them say when, you, you know, when you're going to bed at night, like, goodbye, I love you, I'll, I'll still be here tomorrow, I'll see you tomorrow. I thought that was that was really touching. Like, yeah. having... I was emotional about it before. Well, <laughs> uh, I... A, a few months ago, or actually beginning of this year, I kind of got a, a, a friend group in Nashville. I, I was absorbed into this friend group of three or four people, and we all kind of converged into the same area. And we were just so close and tight, and I felt so cared about, and I care about them so much. Um, shout out Chelsea, Dejoie, Riley, all those good people, Gabby. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think one night one of them said that. They said, goodbye, I love you, I'll see you tomorrow. And it just in like a like regular voice, it wasn't yeah. you know meant to be like an intimate moment. It was just like that. I thought, wow, like how powerful is that to hear? That means so much that someone's going to be here tomorrow and I can sleep well tonight knowing that I'm not going to be left tomorrow. And I've always struggled with the idea of if I'm too potently myself, if I... You know, am too strongly my my own person, then people will leave me because I'm too potent of an individual, I guess, in a bad way. And uh, there's something like putrid about me, you know. And there's just to be spend time with them and have those weird, conflicting thoughts about myself, and feel like, wow, that's so powerful that they will say I'll still be here tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. To that group, my Nashville crew. Nice. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask you actually because for the the music that kind of that I grew up listening to, Scottish folk music, uh-huh. and then cool. that's what my mom kind of brought me up listening to, and then that the kind of roots of Nashville kind of blues and yeah. bluegrass and folk, like all that stuff went over there, and I think it's kind of like a musical mecca almost. Like, yeah. So how does it feel being a musician, living in Nashville, recording in Nashville? Like, What's that like for you? It's great, and I, I thought you were about to say this, and I hope you know this, but um, I think all of those things musically that come from the, the Appalachian area and you know the, the south of the United States, southeast, like, a lot of that comes from like yeah. Scottish folk and yeah. like 
one of the biggest instruments in Appalachia that I grew up, you know, people in my family playing. Yeah. Um, um, is it like a fiddle type thing? or? Well, yeah, ob- yeah that, that's the thing too, is the yeah. fiddle also, and we call it the fiddle because of you guys, you know. Um, uh, I'll remember it later, but... Tons, there's, there, I'm sure there's so many, and as you're saying them, I'm thinking, oh yeah, there's a million. But yeah, there, I, I grew up listening to music that I feel like has been inspired by, you know, this area of the country, and I guess playing here to me is like, whoa, like I'm tracing a lot of, you know, musical ancestry back to here, and it's really cool. But yeah, living in Nashville is great. I love Nashville, one, because it's cheap. And two, it's because if you want to make friends who love your music and you love their music, you will. And there, there's so much variety there that people don't understand sometimes. Um, it's incredible. And obviously there's some just world-class producers and people that you know of and people you don't, people you've never heard of and you know bands you've never heard of that are just having a blast making music they love. And I think that's my favorite part of Nashville. And it's fun being around the, you know... It really does feel like a gateway to the rest of the world with the country music, the folk music, and um, everything else, everything in between. It's, it's that's cool, but I don't necessarily find my like niche there. I my friend group is such a good mix of you know hip hop, electronic music, folk, indie rock, country, like all of these things and everyone just loves playing music and being a part of each other's music and like inviting friends to do music yeah. with you like that's what living in Nashville I've learned in the past four years is about and um, at its best that's what it is that's super that's cool. cool yeah when so anytime I've seen you playing a gig and seeing you tonight as well it's solo stuff you play uh-huh. um, and when I listen to your recordings there's a band with you as well yeah. do you find that you write kind of more by yourself or do you is it more of a collaborative process because of what you say about having a good friend group in Nashville yeah um well I do write by myself I think like the recording process is a little more collaborative for me but I do write a lot of things by myself I find that's how I can make things as intimate as possible the second I add someone else to me I naturally the way my brain works is be less intimate and I know that's through therapy I know that's because my brain's trying to provide itself some sort of safety net where don't be too potent but when I'm by myself it's like I can say whatever I want one of the things in this song is talking about being not wanting to be stoned when I go to sleep (laughs) like the single and uh, like that is an intimate (laughs) you know a, that's a moment when I wrote that I thought whoa that came out is, do I keep it and I guess the decision was yeah I'll keep it that's intimate that's something I wouldn't have done had I been writing with someone else who I wanted to think I was cool or yeah. safe to be around or you know sane or I don't know um, and but I do love writing with people I love it and I'm the next year or so I'm, I'm hoping to by this this time next year to be able to, you know, start a band, like a new project, and build it to a point where we're playing shows constantly, and something that's not attached strictly to my name, and can be a collaborative effort. I miss that. I really do. Yeah. That's super cool. Speaking oh. of your name, is it Rustin Clanton? It's not. 
<laughs> so when I came here on the board, on the big blackboard, it actually said Rustin Clayton. Clayton. And I went to the bar and I was like, it is Rusty Clanton. So I got your surname changed, but you're still now Rustin Clanton. Yeah, Sorry. Be your full name. I almost like, got on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told them backstage, I, should I go on stage and try to fake some sort of like Glaswegian accent and say, I'm Rustin Clanton. And that was, that, that was good, Thanks. actually. I, is, I watched Shrek many times. Um, I watched Braveheart so many times, one of my favorite films of all time. But no, I, I know there's more to hear than Braveheart. But um, yeah, it is funny. That, that might have bothered me five years ago. It's yeah. funny now. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was nice. There was quite a few people in the crowd that I felt like they also were like knowing your music, uh, which was cool. Uh, yeah. Especially like as a first support, like as an opening act, yeah, like to have some people in the crowd who were like knowing your music. And then quite a few of the people who listen to this podcast have, have said to me when I said like I'm going to see you, they were excited about that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, you mentioned that you're thinking about maybe starting a band in a while, but you're releasing this track. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> you're releasing this track tomorrow. Um, uh-huh. Is this the start of a few other tracks? Or is yeah. there more? Um, I'm releasing a project at some point. I, w- I want to say it'll be early January. I still have one track to kind of, kind of wheel around to where I want it, but the whole project, I played a lot of the songs tonight. Um, the whole project will be called... Um, whoever you are no matter how lonely and it's it'll be a five project right now it's four tracks and for sure but hopefully another one will be added and um, it'll be a hopefully five track little tiny project that is you'll hear what the single sounds like it's very very raw and almost like uncomfortable to me to hear because it's you know as a recording artist you want to make things just perfect and I this this is me just like shaking that off of like you know this is what I'm writing and this is what I'm playing so hear it the way I play it that's awesome I, I can't wait to hear the rest of the tracks <laughs> thanks for letting us play the, the track that we just have the new no single problem. Um, and I'll play get, it again <laughs> <laughs> we might do actually yeah. uh, it's so, very short <laughs> how much of this tour have you got to go is it just Dublin um, we have Dublin tomorrow, and then we're going. I'll be back in London for a week um, with my buddies, and we have two more shows: one in Exeter and one in Southampton. And they're on. They're at some point after the eighth. I want to say maybe they're the eighth and the ninth, or the ninth and the tenth. One of those two. <laughs> I'll have to look at the schedule. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for letting us listen to your music, and I hope that the rest of the project goes really well. Look Thanks forward to so hearing much. it. I really Thanks, man. It. Cheers. Cheers. What a lad. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just a, such a nice human. Yeah. Yeah. He's lovely. I could have happily just spent an evening sitting chatting to him. He was just Absolutely. so nice, so kind of like open and honest and yeah. like really unaffected. Yeah. And he he could have been sitting in the green room being plied with free alcohol yeah. with like the other bands that were playing. But he chose to like sit in the bar and chat with us, yeah. and I thought that was really kind of him. Um, that his new song is incredible. Yeah. Um, I never really want to say too much about the songs that we've actually played on the podcast because it's like you've heard them. Like I don't need to tell you what to think of that, but 
you should think it's great <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah so that came out on the 30th of november which was the day after we saw him so we've yeah we've had that song for almost a week now um what are you thinking oh i, I love it i absolutely love it i um yeah i can't actually like talk about the song that much because it's a bit too emotional <laughs> um i found like because obviously the first time i heard it was when he played it live mm-hmm. and i found that very emotional and then when he was actually talking about it mm-hmm. and what it means to him i was kind of like tearing up a little bit and yeah so yeah. it's and then since i've listened to it, it i find that it hits me more every time i hear it yeah and it's just yeah it's it's a beautiful song it's a beautiful sentiment yeah. um i think it's something that you kind of as you get older you realize that your friends and family that kind of sentiment that he talks about of having that security that they'll be there for you tomorrow um as you get older you realize that's not always a given mm-hmm. and that it's quite yeah yeah it- he said at the end of it he said if you want to play it again it's funny because this song I heard it the first time that night and it, it was good actually the, the way that it was played I could very clearly hear the lyrics live which isn't always the case in a yeah. live venue could clearly hear the lyrics and it was incredible but then hearing him talk about it hearing him talk about mm. the experience of, of what made him want to write it and then what's gone into that song has enhanced the song massively yeah. for me. So, yeah. so having heard that interview, uh, I'm gonna chuck that song on again at the end. Stop ruining the surprise. I don't care that I'm ruining. You're the sp- worst. I don't want people to have to like go back and like listen again. And stuff. Maybe they can if they want, but then it'll be a, you're just the worst. Just stop I don't, ruining I, the surprise. I don't like surprises. I've already made you cut it out once that you said that you're gonna play it again. <laughs> you're just bad at this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it's going on again at the end. I'm going to play out with that song because Rusty suggested we could play it again and we're going to because it is even better second time around. It could have been all like nice and spontaneous. It could have been, but what if people got bored of us chatting and then turned it off and didn't hear and it again? They're lost. They can go. They probably got bored of us to go away and listen to the song. Oh, that's probably true. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, just what you were saying there um, just reminded me you said about um like being able to hear the lyrics live mm-hmm. um that's something i was actually like super impressed by mm. because um i mean i I've, i love rusty's music i've listened to his albums and like like recordings a lot and mm-hmm. um seen like youtube videos and things yeah um and i love there's like a really gentle quality of his voice like it's, it's quite soft it's quite mellow yeah. it's chilled and I think, like, I hadn't really thought about it that much, but I think I thought that his voice would be quite soft. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by the, like... How pro- good. Yeah, the projection yeah. and the quality of his voice live was amazing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I was just like... I'd, I'd, I don't know why I was surprised, but I, I was just like, whoa, wow, this yeah. is amazing. And I think, like, the performance, like... It, there's like there's something about the way that um he kind of performs that it is that like proper like old school like 
holding a stage and projecting your voice mm-hmm. and it was it was proper like nashville yeah. um and yeah. i like that he said thank you at the end of every song as well yeah. which yeah. is quite a kind of country thing which is really cute it was it was really nice actually if you ever get a chance to see him live definitely do it um the lyric in that song the good night i love you see you in the morning see you tomorrow see yeah, I'm replaying it in my head. But, um, <laughs> just made it up. I'd just make up ones on it. Um, that um, kind of the sentiment behind that, I, I think, is absolutely lovely because it's, yeah, like you say, it's not something that's guaranteed as you get older, and it's it's not something that's guaranteed in the kind of or in the environment that I grew up in, and it's yeah, it's really nice. It's a nice sentiment. So something that I asked Rusty after we had stopped recording was what influenced him and I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't get this into the interview but I thought the interview was good as it was um, so afterwards I asked him what has been an influence for you what's kind of the main music that you've been listening to as you've been recording and he said it was a band called Pine Grove and they have they released an album in September this year called Skylight and he said the title track from Skylight was kind of the track from that, that that did it for him so um i managed to get in touch with pengrove and they said that we could play the track which is super cool of them so cool so thank you so much pengrove uh, for letting us play this song and the song is pengrove skylight
that was Skylight by Pinegrove. I think you're quite a fan of this band. Oh yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, since Rusty recommended it, um, I added it to my Apple Music, and I have just been listening to this album constantly mm. and obsessively. You sent me a text the next morning. Yeah, just being like, oh my goodness, this album. I think it's funny sometimes. Um, you get that like instant connection with an album yeah. and for me it's actually been quite a while since i've had that um we're gonna talk later on about yeah the, uh, there's the been, last time there's been two yeah. in quite quick succession for me yeah. um and this i literally i just i put it on on the way to work and i was like yes yeah yes it's so country and See, it's like i don't think it's super country it's I, more I think, folk probably i think well, it, it classes itself as indie rock, but I think it's that his voice, mm. although they're from New Jersey, he sounds, especially does because like we're not even from America, like so, like an American accent is obviously going to be picked up by us. But to me, it sounds more kind of southern. Yeah, he sounds it, like he like, should be like sitting on a porch in a rocking chair, playing a banjo and like chewing on a piece of hay. Which is how I think in your head all music should be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I knew that it would click with you right oh, away. I love it. Um, I listened to the whole album the day after as well. To be honest, a couple of times because I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's clicked for me to the same level that it has for you, but I think it's a great album. Yeah, I think this is this is far more my kind of music, like my cup of tea. But um, I actually don't know if I've managed to listen to the full album. I think oh, I must have. But you're so bad at I listening keep to starting albums. at the start. I've like I've listened to the majority of it certainly, but yeah. I love like I love the first track. It keeps getting stuck in my head. Mm, rings. Yeah. Um, and then this track, Skylight. So I kind of I always go back and start from the start. I'm pretty sure I've listened to the whole thing. You but, will have. Yeah. Oh, um, it's, it's been so on beautiful. in the house as well. I've had it on in the house a few times. Um, yeah, it's it's superb. But um, I think the the exact expression that Rusty used was, if you enjoy my music, you will love their music. Um, and I see what he means, but this what I think is really cool is that the last two weeks, so last week, I spoke to Max Berg, and uh, whilst I was making the playlist that I was essentially basing around the Max Berg track, um, I was kind of struggling to find music that fit the genre perfectly and then he recommended a track uh, the track Vow by Tender um, and it fit perfectly I was like oh, okay yeah that, that makes a lot of sense because he's listening to that it just fits the mood and then this week I wasn't struggling to be mm. honest because this is a genre I'm, I listen to a lot more I've got more of a back catalogue but when Rusty was like put this track on and I listened to it the next day, I was like, oh, it's so perfect. I've yeah. actually dropped another track that I had put on the playlist. Because I was like, no, no, this is better. We're going to keep it to five songs and I'm just going to put this. Um, yeah, there's not a huge amount more that we can say about a track that we've played, I think. But uh, again, the in this one, there's the lyric, whatever your feeling is natural, uh, whatever your feeling is all right. Like, those lyrics are really important. Like, mm. that's, yeah that's not been a given in my life yeah so i think as well like it's a movement that i'm seeing in quite a few different areas and i think it's incredibly important that Mm -hmm. like because rusty mentioned like going to therapy and um i kind of asked him afterwards like the impact that that has on your songwriting and things like that and Mm -hmm. i think people are seeing more and more the need to like tap into that for themselves like to yeah. to take care of their mental health to ca- take care of of their 
um, emotions and you know being an, an angsty artist is is fine but you actually can be more creative if you are in a healthy place um it's a good point and i think like you're feeling more of that coming through in in sentiments like you know basically you know like rusty's song about what what he wants mm-hmm. from his life like the, the raw kind of honesty about what he wants to achieve and and what is important to him mm-hmm. and and then like this like the whatever you're feeling is all right like to just I think there's much more of a trend for kind of honoring emotions and honoring your mental health and it's incredibly important and and I think it's it's a very helpful thing that's happening yeah yeah I completely agree um so if if you at all enjoyed that song go and listen to the album that it's from Skylight it's so good it is really really good um third track on the playlist is fairly well known it's doing pretty well just now but it fit the playlist really well and I listened to it when it had just come out so it's Lewis Capaldi the song is Someone You Loved it's on his EP Breach which came out on the 8th of November this year so it's not really been out that long um, you like this one as well right? I do yes yeah. thank you very much I have made a very important decision yeah yeah so um, when I get famous <laughs> <laughs> and I'm asked to go on Strictly Come Dancing. Of course. Yep. Yep. I think this would be a very good song for a rumba. <laughs> I, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. 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 I think it would be very dramatic. Yeah. I feel like the when I've choreographed it in my head, it's it's oh, yeah, very, very it's very emotional. Absolutely. And Bruno cries. I'm sure he will. Um, I feel like the Strictly singers wouldn't do it justice. No. 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 See if Lewis is available. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. How are you going to be famous? Uh, th- this podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> you know, if either of us gets to go on strictly, it's me. Uh, I think not. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Tim has mysteriously broken both his legs. <laughs> <laughs> mysteriously, I will have to go on instead. Anyway, uh, no. No one from this podcast is getting on Strictly unless how it's one of our guests who are doing quite you. well for themselves. How very dare you. Anyway. I will make it one day. If Anne Widdicombe can do it, then... It's debatable whether Anne Widdicombe could do it. <laughs> she was there. Uh, for any Americans listening, this is our equivalent of Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not going to tell them who Anne Widdicombe is. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's only so much I'm willing to explain. <laughs> There's only so much people even need to know. <laughs> anyway, Lewis Capaldi, uh, he comes from Whitburn, from what I hear. Uh, now, that probably doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't come from Whitburn or Livingston, which is where I grew up. Uh, but Whitburn's like two towns over from where I grew up, um, which is kind of cool that he's from like so nearby. Uh so this is an odd comparison to draw on. I was talking to you about this earlier in the week, but there was a, a guy on X Factor a couple of years ago who won X Factor a couple of years ago uh, called Leon Jackson, who was also from Whitburn. And I can hear a real similarity in the way that they project their voice. So the way that Leon Jackson projects his voice and the way that Lewis Capaldi does. Um, from what I know, they they don't know each other. I mean, they would have very likely gone to the same high school. My very unfounded theory is that they had the same singing teacher. 
it's a possibility um because there was a, like there was a singing teacher in that area that yeah. everyone went to yeah it's very possible um but i think winning x factor isn't necessarily the best way to get into the music business and although leon jackson had a really cool voice like mm-hmm. lewis capaldi does the x factor kind of makes you it tries to make you into like some sort of dancing pop star it's not what he was unfortunately so he's not really made it anywhere but he seemed like a really cool guy um, but Lewis Capaldi seems absolutely hilarious from his he is brilliant. from his social media. Um, he just seems like a lad from Whitburn. Like, just I loved his Instagram story the other day when he was like he got to a venue, uh, and I think he was in Germany, and he's just pointing at like, oh here's the the balcony up here, all the lovely bastards will be coming in and standing there, and then they'll be standing. It's just like yeah, that's, <laughs> that is exactly it. Whitburn is the the birthplace of possibly one of my favourite phrases that I've ever overheard which oh, is what I deen mm-hmm. which, which would you like to interpret that for anyone from outside Whitburn um, so I think the, the sentence was what what I deen was so what I did was but <laughs> just whole new words being invented out of Whitburn yeah brilliant I just yeah I loved it yeah, the people that I know from Whitburn are great. Just like the kind of stuff they come out with, you're like, how is this a thing? The other per- one of the other people that I know from Whitburn was having her English corrected by Spanish people. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> admittedly, they were like most of the time conversing in Spanish, so I don't want to make fun of her too much because her Spanish was good. Her Spanish was incredible, but it did still have a Whitburn accent. <laughs> Uh, let's just stop making fun of it. <laughs> just making fun of it for Just now. making fun of the place that this guy's from. <laughs> um, yeah, so his new EP, Breach, it's got... Right, let me make sure that I'm right on this, because I keep doubting myself. As far as I remember, it has four tracks on it. But let me... Let me... I'm going to I'm gonna say there's five. Nah. Nah, I'm going to pull this up. Here it is. Four tracks. Oh, I'm well right. done, well done. Um, so, the first track and the last track, I was like, yeah, yeah, they're all right. Wasn't wasn't that fast? The second and third track. So this is the third track, someone you loved, and the second track is called Grace. I thought they were really really good, and this is I had never really listened to Lewis Capaldi before, but knew that a lot of other people were into him. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, Grace and someone you loved were really good. Um, yeah, so that's that. Hmm. You have anything more to say on that? No. 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 You're good. Cool. Coming to a rumba near you. <laughs> oh dear goodness. Uh, right, okay, the next track is by Novo Amor. And the track is Sleepless. And we're going to play it, which I'm really excited that we got to play this. Uh, so he's on tour at the moment in America. And I managed to get in touch with his manager who said that. Uh, He's just kind of focused on the tour, go ahead and play the track. And I thought that was so kind of him to get back in touch. Uh, and I hope the tour goes like super well. It looks like he's having fun from his social media. But thank you so much for letting us play this one. Uh, this track is called Sleepless and I've been enjoying this a lot. Given all the silence, I could see the sky Taking its place If we're giving it all a title How can 
by November. It's pretty decent. It's so beautiful. So a couple of weeks ago we were sitting in a cafe with two of our friends and kind of in the background of the cafe noise I heard uh, the chorus of this and I was like this is good and I got my phone out as quick as I could and tried to get Siri to listen to what was happening. Siri hates you. (laughs) Siri hates me. So Siri was like nah nah there's no music on. Get away pal. (laughs) Because that's what Siri sounds like in Scotland. <laughs> and uh, so you and our friend Andrew got their phones out. Did Darren get his phone? I think Darren just ignored us. And um, possibly. Uh, but you and our friend Andrew got your phones out and Andrew was the winner. His phone identified Mine at first. Mine got there like super quickly after. Like it was milliseconds. But Andrew won. So thanks Andrew. 
for <laughs> thanks Mabel <laughs> thanks Mabel for identifying this track because we wouldn't have known what we had been listening to otherwise so, I was very just, like focused on my scone so well well heard mm, yeah it's good to be caffeinated mm. um, if I remembered what it was called I'd be like oh it was this cafe in Edinburgh Noir might have been Cafe Noir yeah just up from Haymarket very good very good uh, but they had good music on. They did. Good and round them. tables, which is apparently important. I'm confused by this, but... Who said that was important? Andrew. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's two mentions for Andrew this I know. week. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll need to balance it out and do like a Darren episode next week. <laughs> um, Darren records the intro. <laughs> He's already oh, yeah. on it every week. That's the point, actually. So the guy who does the This Is A Couch Not Podcast at the very start is Darren, who was at that table with us when we first heard the song. It's a collaborative effort. effort, Ah. And also makes up like 50 to 75% of our listeners. Yeah, 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 possibly. (laughs) That table was like the meeting of our listeners, apart from Cam wasn't there. It's a shame. Um, Right. (laughs) We're getting distracted. Uh, This song is on the album Birthplace, which came out on the 19th of October this year. So not been out too long. Um... I have listened to this album all the way through from the day that we heard it in the cafe until now. I've listened to it once a day (laughs) all the way through. Any day that I have missed listening to it all the way through, I have then still listened to minimum two tracks from it. But that's, it's more common that I've listened to it just every day, start to finish. Um, It's incredible. Like you said earlier about the Pengrove album, for me this is an album that as soon as I heard it, like I, I put it on, like we put it on that night when we got home, we had friends over and I was like, I kind of want to hear what this album's like, we heard the song in the cafe today and I was like, that, that was impressive. So the next day at work I put my earphones in and listened to it with earphones and it was just an awesome experience. It's one of those albums that immediately I knew that it was going to be like it's going to be with me for a while like a lot of albums kind of come and go even if you enjoy them they don't stick with you for a long time I'm going to be listening to this for a long time yeah yeah. I, f- I felt the same like it, it clicked for me um, instantly and in a way that um, reminded me of the Bonavir album from a forever ago the mm. way that I felt when I first heard that like when I first listened to that absolutely it was really similar um, and like we've been sometimes putting it on like at night when we're like going to sleep and we've, just like it's just total chill music yeah we've never actually done that because we have very different tastes and what yeah, we class as chill it music it is really to to unusual for us to do that yeah because I would like in that scenario I would always put on something instrumental like Port Royal or Max Richter and like that doesn't work for no. you but this album works for us both it's yeah so the Nova More is a is one guy from Wales who's a multi-instrumentalist he's clearly put a band together um, and he's at the moment touring the States I think that tour is coming to an end reasonably soon if I get a chance to see him I'd be jumping at that we did get a chance to see Bon Iver, hmm. um early on in his career and this is reasonably early on for Nevermore um, so yeah hopefully we'd, we'd get a chance um, it's funny that we are drawing the comparisons of, of Bon Iver a lot but I think it it's kind of worth it Like that is what it reminded me of um, 
I think I described it a couple of days after kind of listening to it constantly. Uh, described it to you as if Bonnevere had gone in a more normal direction. <laughs> so forever, forever ago. Yep, absolutely. Spot on. Bonnevere's second album, which was the self-titled one, kind of went off on one a little. And it had some great tracks and it was great. But I think stylistically for me this is so the Nova more birthplace album probably would sit directly in the middle of those two. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not quite as out there as the Bonavere album, but um It's not as stripped it's back. It's not as acoustic and stripped back as Forever Forever ago. Yeah. Um so it's it's just love and it it is obviously its own thing. Very much like, so. Yeah. It's it's not Bonavere, it's it's you know, his his music and it is its own yeah. entity, but it's just that kind of feel for me. Um, it has that feel. That I think the main difference between the two for me is the way that um, so Justin Vernon from Bon Iver writes vocal melodies in a very specific way. So I can listen. If Bon Iver has been involved in writing a track, I tend to be able to identify it based on the way that the vocal melody has been put together. And this is different. That same mm. pattern is not there. It's as it is very much his own style of how the vocal melody is crafted and how the instrumentation is layered and he chooses different instrumentation mm. um, to to Justin Vernon, which is cool. Um, the other thing, I think on the first day I was listening to it, I thought that possibly this is what I always hoped Benjamin Francis Leftwich would get to. So fans of like Benjamin Francis Leftwich's first Reaches first album, uh, the one with like pictures and box of stones and stuff. Um, so anyone who enjoyed that album, I think, would really, really enjoy this album because I think this is like this is what he could have been, but he's not fulfilled that potential for me yet. And I think we I, I mentioned that when we had a Benjamin Francis Leftwich track on the playlist many weeks ago now. I say that I don't think he's fulfilled his potential yet. If he had done this, then he more than would have. Aye, but he didn't. <laughs> All right. I think down. no. I, I wouldn't compare them. Okay. I don't. I don't find them particularly similar. Um, I'm trying to give people other options of okay, like. Okay. If you, fine. If you like that, then okay. you might like this. Fine. Anyway, if you like that, you might like the next track on our playlist. <laughs> Which is unsurprisingly by Bon Iver. Yay! Um, <laughs> what a shocker! <laughs> yeah, the rest of the tracks on the playlist all released kind of within the last couple of months. Uh, bon Iver just felt like the natural track to put on there after the Nova More track and to stick with the right mood of the whole playlist. Mm-hmm. So the track that we're putting on is pretty well known. It's Skinny Love, but it's the original by yeah, Bon Iver. Not Birdie. Not that Birdie's version was bad, no, it's just that people thought that that was the original and it wasn't, guys. This it's like when Ronan Keating recorded Iris and people thought that that was the original instead of Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. No. No. Bon Iver, Skinny Love. Uh, so this was released in the States, like Forever Forever Ago, the album was released in the States in July 2007. But didn't get here because it was kind of a staggered release mm. and it was like he released it as a self-release and then it got onto label I'm not sure what involvement he had in the label but yeah it was a bit confusing about release dates so it got to the UK in May 2008 and then we got together in June 2008 mm-hmm. so I had just got this album 
And that's, that was about three weeks to a month before we got together. The day that I had got this album, put it on in my car, and then I picked you up from Edinburgh and drove you up to your sister's in grief. Uh, you and a friend and the three of us went up there with this album on. And then I was like, I'll be able to have another copy and just left it with you, I think. So for like the month before we started actually going out, we were both listening to Forever Forever Go by Bon Iver. And so Skinny Love was the first dance mm. at our wedding. Yeah. I think we'd like both independently yeah. associated that track with each other. It was all yeah. very soppy and disgusting. It is a bit. But yeah, this album and this song are very important to us. Yeah. It's, I think because you say about Port Royal that you don't listen to it all that often. Yeah. To kind of keep it fresh. I... Although I have listened to Forever Forever Go obsessively, yeah. Um, these days I I try to limit it just a little bit, just because it yeah. is really special. I do the same, yeah. Um, but I I love the whole album so mm. much. Um, and this track is obviously very special. Um, and then yeah, it was a it was an awkward shuffle of a first dance because it's not an easy song to dance to but it was who cares it was special it was lovely <laughs> yeah um, seeing Bon Iver live before they were playing massive massive gigs was probably the, the second time we saw them when we saw them at the Usher Hall in Edinburgh was probably the most memorable musical experience mm. of my life that was and that includes like any gigs that I've been on stage, they pale into insignificance in comparison to like sitting on the balcony to watch that gig. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. It really was. And seeing them play the Queen's Hall when they toured this album as well, which was yeah. a lot smaller. That didn't even sell out. They didn't even open the upper balconies. Yeah. A lot smaller, but that was That was really good. Really good. Very, really good. very impressive. Um yeah. So I think it was like my second ever gig. Yeah, something like that. What what an introduction to gigs, seriously. Uh, the poor bands that had to follow. My poor bands that had to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked awful in comparison. Yep, there was the comparison that did it. <laughs> now you understand why I was booing. Yeah, some of my bands were fine. Uh, yeah, so... This playlist will go on to Apple Music tomorrow. If Apple Music's not where you listen to your music, put the playlist together because I've been listening to this playlist. Instead of doing a, what have you been listening to? I've been listening to this. Yeah. I've been listening to this playlist, to Nova Moore's album Birthplace and to Penguin's album Skylight. <laughs> Ex- exactly. That is all I've been listening to. So make this playlist on whatever your streaming device or YouTube or whatever and just listen to it all the way through. It's, it works well. And one day you'll get Spotify. Yeah, I've been thinking one about... One day. I'm thinking maybe early next year I'll get Spotify. So the playlist will go on to Spotify as well. And also the podcast can go on to Spotify because I know that it does podcast now. So I will do that at some point soon. Get with the times, I, I will eventually. I will eventually. But um, the next few weeks plans. Next week is Albums of the Year. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to include EPs and expect a rant about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next week, albums and EPs of the year. It'll be a top five. 
the following week will be top songs of the year. I would have said top five, but no. is, is that like 11 just now? I don't see myself turning it down <laughs> any further. It may just grow. So, uh, yeah, top top Maybe 11. we should make 12 and it could be like one for each month. <laughs> the 12 songs of, of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Even though none of them are Christmas songs. Uh, it will actually be the almost around Christmas episode. So, yeah, I can probably script together one extra song and... <laughs> Yeah, being that I was really trying to whittle it down to 11, I will find no trouble finding an extra song to put on that. Um, so the following week will be 12 songs. Um, my favourite 12 of the year. Uh, then the next week after that, so like three weeks time, is the last Thursday of 2018. And we're going to take a week off because it's that kind of week between Christmas and New Year that there's a lot of holidays and stuff going on going to leave it that week and then we're going to come back in the new year after that so next two weeks are top weeks um <laughs> top weeks they will be top weeks um and then after that on it with with some more stuff and yeah maybe spotify one day <laughs> but it means i'll have like a month's worth of new music to be listening to and stuff so looking forward to seeing what's around i've been told the new 1975 album's really good and i've not listened to it mm. yet everyone's saying it's great but I've not been a huge fan of theirs before. It's probably not a good idea to listen to it when you're really into something else that's quite different as well. So. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give yeah. it a week and I'll get on. Like, there's that. quite a lot coming out in kind of January, February, like albums and good stuff. I heard like, I heard someone was going to be releasing an album in January. Like, <laughs> oh, good grief! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's. Maggie Rogers, Maggie Rogers is, releasing, is she releasing, is releasing an album, an album wow. in January. I feel like you'd mentioned that. It's yeah. <laughs> interesting. Good to know. Yep. Good to know. Alright, anyway, it's it's been fun, guys. Uh, now that you've you've listened to us ramble for a while and you listened to Rusty talk about his lovely new song, I'm going to play it again. This is Rusty Clanton, Friends and Family. Bye. Goodbye.
See you.